Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, I just want to warn you, this may end up getting a bit ranty because I've probably seen 500 to 1,000 times in the last 10 years something that I deem to be quite bad, dangerous advice for your, um, you know, your entrepreneurial journey, your business and personal development, and your wealth generation. And the weird thing about it is, it, in some ways, it's common sense. And I do worry about a lot of common sense advice out there. Because if you think about it, what are there, 2,000 billionaires that probably less than 0.1% of the population are millionaires. Therefore, if you look at it from a contrarian mindset point of view, common sense is not so common. So I would argue you could take most common sense and pretty much ignore it or reverse it. I'll give you a couple of examples before we get into the main thread. So often people say, if you want something done properly, do it yourself. Well, I think, in, I think that's common sense, but I think it's bad advice if you want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I think if you want something done well, give it to someone who can do it well, and they can probably do it better than you. So often um, sort of one-man band struggling, frustrated entrepreneurs say, oh, look, you know, I tried to hire staff, but I ended up having to do everything myself. Um, I pay them and then I end up having to do the job for them. Well, that means you haven't trained them properly. That means you haven't got good systems and processes. Walmart have 2.5 million staff. You know, any millionaire or billionaire or successful entrepreneur has got 100, 1,000, 5,000 staff. So they don't micromanage every job. They don't think if you want a job done properly, do it yourself. Here's another one that they say. Oh, well, you know what? When you um, hire someone or you outsource, the job that they do, you have to learn it properly yourself first. Otherwise, you don't know what they're doing. Well, if that was the case, I'd have to learn coding. I'd have to learn Sage. I'd have to learn Infusionsoft. I'd have to learn design. I'd have to go back to art design college. I'd have to do um, conveyancing. I'd have to become a mortgage broker. I'd have to do structural engineering. There'd be a million degrees I'd have to do. Uh, and, and I would never grow my business. So really, an entrepreneur, a good entrepreneur, is a generalist who knows strategy and vision and leadership and building a team. And yeah, they probably do know a decent amount about sales and marketing and some of the other departments and areas of growing a business. But they're actually not a deep dive master of any one of those things. Otherwise, um, they would be in that job. And what a great entrepreneur does is take a load of experts and specialists and hire them and put them together and create a vision and a direction uh, because a, a, a great entrepreneur is often a generalist. Exactly, Richard Branson doesn't know how to fly the planes. A virgin, he doesn't drive the trains. So just beware of common sense or, or beware of, uh, of free advice that is worth every penny. So what's triggered this is a comment or two I saw this morning, but I see these all the time anyway. 
Um, and that is, don't spend any money on courses. Just save up your money for deposits. You know, you know, this is something I hear not really regularly in my progressive property community because it's progressive. Um, but, they, but I do hear that quite a lot. Now, uh, I want to give you a balanced perspective here, which obviously means I need to counterbalance that because that's unbalanced. But I also want to um, give you a little word of warning first. So, of course, if you're the sort of person that wants the baby and not the labour pains, you don't want to do any work. You want to set and forget without working hard enough not to have to work hard. And you want it to be easy and you don't want any struggle. Um, and you want passive income without doing any work or lifting a finger. Um, and you just expect a course or a mentor to save your life and actually not put in, you know, any strategies and tactics and work ethic and consistency and momentum. Then, of course, chucking money here, there and everywhere on other people trying to get them to save your life. That's not going to work. But surely that is common sense. Surely you know that. Surely everyone knows that. I'd have thought that'd be kind of obvious. So let's park that. But if I didn't get um, mentoring, if I didn't uh, learn how to do buy, refurb, mortgage, cash recycling, um, options, installment contracts, low and no money down, joint ventures, you know, these nine things I've just said, none of those require full deposits. Had I not learned any of that, I would have had to have done what a couple of these people said. Uh, and that was, I'd have had to well, do nothing, can't buy a property, can't, um, can't do any, any business um, until I'm, you know, saved up the deposits or saved up a load of money to start. So considering I'm minus 50 grand in debt in 2005 and I'm going backwards, not forwards in my finances, hmm, I'll wait my whole life then to do nothing. Well, that's not going to work, is it? And so the only advice that you save deposits and don't do any courses, the only people that works for is people who uh, have got a really good job and they're already really experienced. Um, and, you know, they can maybe save a few deposits a year. But um, every winner was once a beginner and every master was once a disaster. And therefore, um, you're probably not there. Most people probably aren't there. Um, most people don't have a silver spoon. And how did they get there in the first place? So it, I just wouldn't have been able to buy any property um, were I having to wait and save the deposits and not do any courses. So, so when someone says, oh, don't do any courses, that's like saying, don't learn how to buy property. And it doesn't make any sense. They say, oh, you can consume all the free stuff. Now, again, um, caveat here. Um, if you just consume all the free stuff and you don't invest in yourself, then you're going to get a broad knowledge, but you're not going to get a deep knowledge. Now, some people say at this point, well, Rob, you would say that you have training companies. Yeah. And how many times on my podcast or my live do you see me pitch them? Uh, that would be uh, virtually never. That might be one in 500 or one in 250 episodes. So you can't exactly say I'm using it to pitch my services. Now, and here's the thing as well. I give more free content than anyone else out there in my niche. I just know that for a fact. I've done 700 podcast episodes. I've written, what, 15 books, done thousands of videos. So um, no one can accuse me of just trying to sell them courses when actually you could probably start and to a certain degree scale your, your property and um, entrepreneurial venture, your business on maybe not just on my free content, but you could give it a pretty good go. Now, what I think books and podcasts and Facebook groups are good for, um, and, I, and of course, I um, feel that ours is right up there with the best. And I'm, I suppose I'm biased, but just look at the volume I put out. Um, they are good for getting our broad knowledge. Like in property, you need a broad knowledge, but actually to make money, you need a, a deep knowledge 
of one or two or possibly three, but really two main strategies. I've got my 70-20-10 model that I share in um, multiple streams of property income. So, you know, you, if, for you to know what you want to do, setting up your business or building your property portfolio, you need to know what's out there. So you need to get a good broad knowledge. So you read my book, Life Leverage, you read, read my book, Start Now, Get Perfect Later, you read my book, Money, you read my book, Multiple Streams of Property Income, you read my book, Cash in a Crash, you read my book, Property Investing Secrets, you read some other property books and business books, you listen to my podcast, A Disruptive Entrepreneur, you listen to my podcast, Money, you listen to other podcasts, you go in the progressive property community and the disruptive entrepreneur community and you ask lots of questions and you get lots of thoughts and feedback. And, you know, if you um, fully commit and do, you know, a good couple of hours a day, within three months, you're going to have a good broad knowledge of all the strategies out there. But you're not going to know the hardcore tactics. You're not going to go really deep on one subject. And actually, you get to a point where free content is, you know, free advice is worth every penny. And you can get to the point with a lot of free information where it can get overwhelming. So Lee has made a nice comment here. Your free content is amazing. It sparks so many ideas and offers good direction. And thank you for that. But because I do so much free content, it can spark so many ideas, but then you can be overwhelmed. But then you have to think, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to, am I going to be an entrepreneur or a property investor? Um, what company am I actually going to set up? What is my niche? In property, am I going to do deal packaging? Or am I going to do buy, um, buy to let? Or am I going to do HMO? Or am I going to do commercial conversion? And you've got this really broad knowledge of all this stuff, but you can be a rabbit in headlights. So then what do you need to do? Then you need to go deep. And then you need to invest in proper training and education. Uh, and uh, to save deposits will take you years. It would have taken me minus years. Um, because I was going down, not up in my money. Most people are spending more than they earn. Even if you're saving five or 10% of what you earn, that might take you one, two, three years to save a deposit. You're never going to buy any property. Um, Whereas I joint ventured with Mark Homer in 2006, we bought nearly 20 properties, um, mostly with his money in 2006. And then we bought another 30 properties nearly in 2007 with his mum's money, his uh, stepdad's money, and then my mum's money, and then my uncle's money. And then we got our first non-family joint venture partner. So I got to 50 properties for me and my, my investors with none of my own deposits. I have never put an origin of a deposit in a property. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. i.e. I have taken profit from properties and bought more properties. Uh, I bought um, a four million pound deal for cash um, about two years ago. I bought another one that was um, around about a million quid for cash um, about a year ago. So don't get me wrong, I have put deposits in, but I put deposits from properties that I made profit on, which were created and invested in through joint ventures and no money down on options and installments and rent to rent and JVs and all these other strategies and tactics we teach. Now, um, you've got to look at the advice of the person that's giving the advice. And this is where it worries me. 
So um, I, I, there are a lot of small time landlords out there who've got two, five, 10 properties. Now that's not bad going if you compare yourself to the masses, but you're never gonna be a, a multimillionaire. You're never gonna have vast amounts of residual income. Um, you, you, you need a decent amount of properties, especially buy to lets. You probably need 30, 40 buy to lets to make a really good living. Uh, and I see a lot of these frustrated landlords. They get pissed off with their tenants. They're always um, looking at all, all the law changes and getting pissed off with the government and pissed off with the tax changes and you know, pissed off with the fact that you can't get your, your tenants out there. And they're pissed off that they didn't leverage and they're pissed off that they didn't scale. And they're pissed off with all these people that did um, you know, well and, and leveraged and did joint ventures and did you know, creative finance. And they're pissed off that they never ran courses and they're pissed off that they don't do networking events and they're pissed off with the, on social media and they're pissed off with their family and they're pissed off because they never get any sex. And they go and they just complain to everyone else um, and they criticize everybody else. Now, n as much as the information you're receiving, it is about what's the credibility of the individual that's giving you the information. And 99% of the time when I see people say, don't invest in yourself. Don't invest in any courses. Don't pay any money for any of that. Just save for deposits. Uh, I realize they've got zero properties or five properties over 10 years. Um, and um, many of them started in 2005 and six when I started. And the amount of conversations I have with people go, wow, Rob, you've done a lot in a short amount of time. I remember you back then when you, could, you couldn't even grow a beard uh, and you'd started off. And, um, and, and now, of course, Mark and I own well, Mark and I own, co-own, manage about 800 units. We're currently developing about 170 units, um, which are, are all going to go to our letting agency. So Mark and I are going to own them and get the profit on them. We're holding them all, by the way. We're not selling any of them. And then our letting agency is going to get the lets for all 170, and then we're going to get the income from the lets as well. And they're just our latest three projects. Um, and that all originated from learning um, to be resourceful, to be creative, to do joint ventures, to do low and no money down, to have all these creative finance strategies. The next thing is if you rely on cash, you're lazy and people don't tell you this. But if you rely on deposits, oh, I really need to buy a house. I've got this money to spend on the house. I better just go and buy the house. You don't do as much research and diligence. You don't negotiate as hard. Uh, you, you kind of get a bit desperate. So you're easily negotiated down. Whoever needs to deal the most loses in negotiation. You just go and buy a house. You buy it for full market value. You think you've got it at a discount, but you've bought it um, below asking price, but not below market value. Um, and you end up buying a bit of a dud um, and you're lazy because you had cash. If you don't have cash, then what do you need? What, what, what can you rely on if you don't have cash? Well, resourcefulness, creativity, partnerships, joint ventures, you know, getting properly educated. And um, we at Progressive um, Property and Progressive Success we have educated tens of thousands of people. And I know there are thousands of people in my community that would not own a single property had they not learned creative strategies to be resourceful, to um, create partnerships, to leverage, um, and to understand that money makes you lazy. We'd all love, what, a million quid to just go and buy a property portfolio. But what would we do? We'd end up buying a property portfolio at market value. We'd end up leaving it in. The yield wouldn't be very good. We might get, if we're lucky, a 5% return on the money. Um, and you know, you can't actually, without leverage and without resourcefulness, you can't retire with a million quid. A million quid in a kind of a more passive investment, you might be able to expect 5% 5, um, 5 a year out of that safely, sustainably. That's 50 grand a year. Well, you can't survive on 50 grand a year, especially if you have two kids and you want to put them in private education. I mean, private education is about 50 grand a year when you um, add the taxes and everything else on. Um, and of course, in 10 years, 50 grand will be worth 30 grand. So actually your income's going to go down. You can't survive on a million quid. You cannot retire on a million quid. 
I reckon it takes five to 10 million, depending on, um, you know, your, your need um, for spending money. If you're like me and you like to have a lot of cars and a few nice things along the way, you, you probably need more like 10 million, not five million. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts, for any training that we might run. Not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anything. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. So I am worried for people who are newbies getting into property, getting into business, getting into personal development, thinking about starting and scaling their enterprise. And and these people who've done nothing and been doing nothing for 15 years, um, you know, are there. They want to hold people back. They want to hold people down. Now, I want to lift people up. I want you to be successful. And because I've got so much free content out there, you could consume a load of my stuff for a good three, six, 12 months without even investing in any of my courses. Um, but I want to lift you up. I want you to be successful because for, to me, success is you being successful. I want a lot of my clients to get more successful than me one day. Whereas to a lot of these people, don't do this, don't do that, don't give you money to this, everyone's a scammer, everyone's this, everyone's that. They want to bring people down. That, you know, like the crabs in a, a bucket. You put a load of crabs in a bucket, you don't need to put a lid on the bucket because the crab tries to get out and all the other crabs pull them down. And you need to be very wary of these people. Um, but here's the thing, their, their advice is often wrapped in common sense. Now, like I said, the extreme is, oh, I'm lazy. Oh, I just want to get rich quick. Oh, I'll just give my money to a a mentor and a mentor will hold my hand and do everything for me. No, 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 no. You have to work hard enough. Not, get my quote wrong. Uh, I think this was Richard Templer who first taught me this. You have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. You have to set to forget. So, you know, let that be said, but don't let anyone steal your dreams. Always look at what the person that's giving you the information has done, myself included. But of course, many of you have followed me for a long time and you know what I've done. I did a video outside two of my big properties. One of them is going to be a 100 unit conversion, 85,000 square foot. We've got one immediately over the road, which might be 35 apartments or more. I showed you on video. You can go and see them and view them for yourself. But a lot of people out there with, you know, hiding behind a fake profile or, um, you know, a keyboard warrior. Um, telling you, oh, don't invest in any courses. Um, well, um, does, that, does that mean don't go to school? Does that mean don't get a degree? Does that mean don't get certifications or accreditations? Does that mean not be compliant? It doesn't make any sense to me. But I think there's a lot of people out there that don't want you to succeed because they haven't. 
I remember once, now we're friends now, but we weren't friends back in the day. Um, but there was someone who was a pretty well-known critic. And I don't mind critics, by the way. Critics give me good content. Critics inspire me. Critics keep me balanced and humble and make sure that I give balanced advice. Like I've given um, you know, two sides to this argument here. No one can say I'm just promoting Get Rich Quick because I'm not. In fact, if you think that you could be a millionaire overnight doing my courses, my education, then I'm probably the wrong guy. You have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. You have to set to forget. But the more you also have to be resourceful. You also have to be creative. You also have to think smart not work so hard. You also have to think craft over graft, uh, leverage over hustle. Um, so, you know, as long as you're balanced, then um, you, you, you're likely to win for the long term. So yeah, back to this person who um, used to be a well-known critic and going around sort of slating everyone who was a, an educator and a training business. Um, you know, basically anyone who was trying to do something with their life or anyone who got some level of success. Now, of course, are there um, fake gurus out there? Yeah. But are there fake anti-gurus out there? Yeah, there are both. So you have to do your own due diligence and research. You only have yourself to blame if you put your money into something that's um, dodgy or a bit of a scheme. But, you know, with the internet now, it's pretty easy to work that out. Anyway, <clears throat> so, you know, Mark and I bought 20, year one, 30, year two, we ended up buying hundreds of properties for ourselves and our investors. And, you know, we grew pretty quick and a lot of people didn't like it because, you know, we were younger and we hadn't been doing it as long as some of these hardcore, grumpy, tired landlords um, who are hands on. The problem is when you're so hands on in your um, property um, portfolio or in your business venture, then all you deal with is minutiae and complaints and difficulties and compliance and legislation. Now, that all needs to be done, but there's experts who you can pay that do that. And then you do the strategy, the vision, the growth. You get to do the fun stuff. But, you know, they're like the dog, head down, ass up, digging, 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 head down, ass up, digging, digging, digging. They can't see, they can't see the wood for the trees. They can't see the mud for their ass. <laughs> um, but I get it because society and culture kind of teach you, you've got to work really hard. You're guilted by the 5 a.m. club. If you don't work really hard, if you don't get up at 5 a.m. and work through till 1 p.m., you're guilted by society. I get that. And, you know, our, our parents, you know, they only knew hard work. They didn't knew lev no leverage systems. Craft over graph, resourcefulness, creativity, uh, processes, partnerships. And um, because, of course, they didn't have the Internet and they didn't have the access to all this information and the resources available. Um, but, you know, many businesses have been starting on nothing. My, my good friend, Neville Wright, grew Kitty Care to a hundred million pound business and he started with nothing. He started with nothing. And um, many great companies start with nothing. Big, but, you know, when I say nothing, no money. But um, I interviewed a billionaire. Um, and he's, uh, he's going live on my podcast tomorrow, actually. Uh, great guy. And he built um, his billions on a foundation of borrowing $10,000 off 30 people. So he raised $300,000. He didn't have um, any money. He didn't have any previous experience. He raised $10,000 from 30 people back when crowdfunding wasn't even a thing. Uh, and he built his massive um, multi-billion dollar empire, became a billionaire himself. And he tells you how he does it on my podcast, by the way. Anyway, I haven't finished this story. So there was... Someone who was a well-known critic and anytime anyone put their head above the parapet and was doing well or looked like they were doing well or started running a training business, you know, she would criticize them and peck them down and go for them and do a load of apparent due diligence, um, even though, by the way, people say, oh, we'll do a company's house search. Well, if you did a company's house search on me, you would, you would not know how to find even half of my companies. You'd search my name. You wouldn't know the partners. It's very difficult to do um, 
fully complete due diligence. So be careful about that. Do due diligence on the critics and the, and the trolls and the haters as well. Anyway, so, you know, Mark and I buy a few hundred properties we'd source for other people. We'd get a well-known reputation trying to criticize us all the time, criticize us all the time, go for us, go for us, go for us. You know, essentially making out that they know more and, you know, they're doing for the good of the industry. Anyway, something happened and um, she ended up messaging me and she said, she basically said, I've got, I've got, um, I can prove um, up to 10 properties. So basically she was saying she had 10 properties and um, I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Now, what a lot of people do to elevate themselves is to bring everyone else down. And I, I just... I hate that um, anti-positioning, that leveraging the success of others. Like, you know, when people really criticize and troll people online just so they can get more engagement or reach or more people in their own um, funnel. To me, I, I just don't think that that's a sustainable, scalable model. It ethically doesn't sit well with me. Um, so let me summarize this then, because I have ended up on a bit of a rant, which I thought I would. Um, Caveat, you have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. You have to set to forget. Um, and you can't just expect to be a millionaire overnight and have massive passive income doing nothing. But anyone who follows me knows that because I don't promote that. But could you be more rich more quickly? Yes. Could you overtake your job income in a fifth or a tenth of the time it took you to learn your skills in your job? Yes. Can you be more wealthy than you ever thought possible in a shorter time frame than most people on this planet? Yes. How do you do that? You have to learn the strategies and the tactics of the successful. So you have to follow and model the successful and you have to drown out the noise of everyone else. And there's people out there saying, well, you know, you can't do anything until you've got all the money to start. You need a load of money to grow your business. You know, you should never do any training or education. Just save deposits and buy houses. Well, if I'd have just waited and saved deposits and bought houses, I'd have had the grand total of between one and two properties, probably one buy to let every 10 years um, and, and, you know, maybe my house. And that was it because I, I wasn't saving enough money. Most people can't save 40 grand a year over and above their living expenses and their disposable. But when you don't have the deposits, what do you have? Creativity, resourcefulness, a desire to learn. Um, is it best to save a deposit every two years or invest in a, a course or two, the right course, of course, um, and, and then learn strategies and tactics to do joint ventures, to do crowdfunding, creative finance, etc. Um, what you find when you watch Dragon's Den is that the dragons mostly invest in the people more than the business model. Of course, they love it if it's got a really exciting business model as well. But if they don't like the people, even if the business model is good, it's they're out. So what are they saying? They're saying that creativity, resourcefulness, energy, enthusiasm, you know, an ability to package and, and promote and sell and market, all of these resources, which are free, by the way, everything I've just said there, creativity, resourcefulness, problem solving, dealing with challenges, energy, enthusiasm, passion, drive, desire, focus, all of those resources cost you nothing. They are free. And these are resources people are not using because there's a few critics out there going, oh, well, you can't do anything, do you? you just have to wait and save all the deposit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do any courses. They're all scams. Don't, don't learn anything. That's a scam. Just wait for... Um, you know, but save for deposits and then, and then put it in there. Oh, you've got to manage the properties yourself because uh, if you don't manage the tenants yourself, you don't know how it works. <laughs> for goodness sake! Um, yeah, I, I do not speak to tenants. I do not manage um, checking in, checking out. I do not um, manage all the, the compliance, the legal, the technical. But of course, I have well-trained staff members and partners and specialists who are experts in that area.
Okay, so um, there you go. Um, I believe the investment in yourself is the best investment you can make. I believe you will pay yourself your, the best return. I believe that um, a good mentor, I've, I'm lining up one mentor right now, just trying to put a package together, as in someone to mentor me. Uh, and I have just in, enlisted a mentor um, to help me acquire some businesses, um, letting agents, training companies, low or no money down, yeah, but I'd also put capital in. And people often say to me, well, Rob, why do you need a mentor at this stage in your career? Well, it's exactly why I've got to where I am in my career, because I, I stand on the shoulders of giants. I leverage the experience of others. You know, people say, oh, well, it's best to get your own experience. The only way you learn is making mistakes. No, 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 you can learn from the mistakes of others. Would you rather go bust and learn how, about going bust by going bust? Because to be, to be honest, that'd be pretty embarrassing and you'd have creditors and you'd be in a lot of debt and that'd be difficult to start again and you'd have a bad, tarnished reputation. So let's take conventional wisdom. Oh, the, you know, you, you've got to learn from your own mistakes. Okay, I'll go bust then uh, and learn how to go bust by going bust. Yeah, that's good. Um, except I've got a load of creditors and I've got a load of le legal issues and, um, you know, I've got, um, I can't raise any mortgages and can't really set up my new business and blah, blah, blah. Or would you rather go um, learn about what it's like going bust by companies that go bust or entrepreneurs that go bust, um, you know, who've actually been there and done it and solved the problems and started again and then you can learn from them. So I, far, I think it's far better advice to stand on the shoulders of giants, leverage the mistakes of others rather than having to get the hardcore difficult lessons. Now, just to finish, there is always a cost. You will always pay. It's just where. So you try and do everything yourself. Um, you try and figure it out. And your cost is time, because it could take you years. Your cost is mistakes. You'll make a lot more mistakes. Um, or you can invest up front in yourself, in education, in mentoring. Um, now, of course, you've got to find the right uh, training company. You've got to find the right mentor. Um, you, you, know, you shouldn't excuse yourself of any due diligence. But you should always do diligence on what people are telling you. Now, I think this sort of COVID lockdown and you know the death rates and the growth in the virus um, and the real implication of it, that's a great um, example, isn't it? Because there's so many people out there commenting on it who are not medically trained, who have not got the, the resources and research and data to hand. And everyone just blurting on like they're an expert. And you've got to cut all that chaff. And as far as I'm concerned, if someone says, um, oh, don't invest in yourself, don't do any training, i.e. don't increase your knowledge, um, uh, just save deposits. Um, first thing I'm going to do is work out how many properties they've got. And it's nearly always less than 10. Um, and, and I bought 10 in about uh, eight months. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and often, you know, you know, they're more glass half empty than glass half full. They're, they're more interested in holding others back than lifting others up. So I think you've got to be careful who you hang around with. Um, yeah, now uh, I see this debate coming up a lot. Because the other end of the extreme are these sort of fake gurus or these people promising overnight get rich quick. And of course, you've got to be wily and um, resourceful and um, be somewhat sceptical. Like not once in this piece of content have I said you could be a millionaire in five minutes and you, know, you can get rich quick and click a button and make loads of money. But there are a lot of people out there promoting that. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, if no one fell for that, they would never do it. So, you know, in a market, you have supply and demand. Um, and the supply is all the people who are looking for a freebie. Um, and by the way, people looking for freebies are not just people who spend money on courses. Um, they're people who don't spend any money on courses and just trying to consume everything for free. But like I said, you can get broad knowledge for free, but then it comes to a point where free advice is worth every penny and you've got to go deep. Um, just like, you know, you do GCSEs and then you go deeper on your A-levels and then you go even deeper on your degree. Um, so yeah, anyway, thanks for tuning in. 
this is also going to go on my Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. Ended up being a 30-minute rant. Um, so if you don't yet subscribe to my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, um, you can find that. In fact, you can now find that on Siri and Alexa um, and Amazon Music. Um, yeah, I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. And remember this, if you don't risk anything, you risk it.